Hey everybody, this is Reba, and I am so glad that you joined us today on the podcast. We're pretty excited today because we've got Joy Reyes with us. Now, most of you guys know that Alice and I are very involved in the rescue and restoration of girls and women. And Joy Reyes is just one of our teammates. She's just one of the people that we love so dearly as she serves in La Vega, Dominican Republic, rescuing and restoring and giving girls hope. And we're excited to have her on the podcast today. We're excited to hear and get some updates on some new stories. Just don't want to miss this podcast. So hang on tight. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, welcome to Rooted Deep. Allison and I are here today with one of our really great friends, Joy Reyes. And Joy has joined us on the podcast before and she's back today. So welcome to the podcast, Joy. Thanks. Good to be here. All right, we are glad you're here. So Allison, now you guys are neighbors, but not neighbors, right? <laughs> yeah, um, she's on, we call it the north side of the island. Um, so I, you know, and uh, she's on the north side, I'm on the south side, but it's about a two and a half to three hour drive, um, between me and joy. And, uh, we, uh, we don't make it as often as we want to. We keep talking about meeting in the middle, um, for coffee or, or, or something, but anyway, uh, yeah, we are buddies, um, buddies on the Island together. So, so that's good stuff. Well, as some of you know, like Allison actually introduced me to joy, um, what seems like forever ago. Um, and it has been so much of a great, of a great opportunity. So Joy, why don't you start off? Because I think a lot of people listening, um, they won't know exactly what you do. So Joy is the CEO and founder of New Hope Girls. And so Joy, tell us what are New Hope Girls? What do you guys, what do you guys do on the north side of that island over there? Well, our family came to the DR in 2004 and we came to serve um, an impoverished community and we didn't really know exactly then what God was calling us to but since since then we helped found this organization that is working with women and girls on the edge and what we saw was just this cycle of abuse and exploitation and really no young girl getting through adulthood without being touched by it and so New Hope was our response to that. So we are just dreaming about and working toward changing cycles of darkness and abuse into cycles of transformation and empowerment. And, and we're doing that through um, a couple of different arms of ministry. It's really, really cool to be a part of that redemptive work here on the island. That is so cool. And we, you know, I had the, it was really cool to have the opportunity to be somewhat at the beginning, not the very beginning, but just somewhat at the being able to walk in to the barrio and see the place you started and be able to visit that location. Um, and then I remember going into the back of a lady's house that was cinder block where you had a couple of sewing machines connected to car batteries and you were, you were just kind of making it work for helping women and God has just brought you from there um, all the way now to, you know, to such wonderful place of growth and expansion. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. 
yeah, if you saw machines with car batteries, you weren't even in the very beginning. <laughs> before the batteries was just the pedals. But, um, you know, in a country with in- unstable power, that was, those were, those were the bomb. And it is so sweet to remember where we've come from because then you can just see how far God has taken us and you can just see his hand all over it. And we really believe that he would be so pleased to see it begin and that we were just going to be faithful with what he put in our hands. So we started in this little shack on the hill and we began to serve girls there. We served them um, with school education for those who didn't have the right to um to go to school apart from us and never been been a part of um any kind of school before we also had um, a safe house for girls who didn't have a safe place to be and then that workshop that you talked about that was um, providing a way for women to earn a living a dignified wage to provide for their kids and to keep them safe and to step into freedom from exploitive um, jobs and abusive relationships and all the things that sort of kept them stuck. And so it's just amazing to see how far it's come. And I just feel like we're just kind of getting going. Like every year I'm like, here we go again, we're starting, starting something new. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. That's, it's awesome to see where you guys were, because like, like Reba said, we were, we saw, you know, kind of a little bit at the beginning when you and I met, um, it was just the, the, the hillside and we were, we were going maybe, um, to the market to just try to find different ways that we can fund sustainable, you know, sustainability, um, ministries. But now if you fast forward, I guess, you know, 15, 16 years where, where you're looking at it and I want to know, I mean, I, I wrote this question down because it's like sometimes in ministry are there's kind of this time of just waiting. And then all of a sudden it's like, it all comes at once and so many things happen. And so what's going on like right now that you're just, that you're just scrambling to keep up because it just seems like there's so many exciting things happening from where you were to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, um, our, our mutual friend, Vicki Dursak talks about a slow, fast God where it's just like, where are you? And are you doing anything? And then all of a sudden it's like, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. And um, so we feel, we, you know, we walk in that tension all the time. And right now, I think there are so many pieces of the ministry that really are moving quickly. Um, the, the workshop has really taken off and we are building our third story to that place you know it was just a little lean-to shack in the beginning and now it's three stories and we're hoping that this year we're going to be able to hire 25 women it's amazing it's just amazing mm, yeah, that's and cool. yeah so so growing has all these different things like oh you don't you don't want my inventory on a steno pad anymore and you know like all of those things like you know processes and logistics and you know it's just it's 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 fast it's fascinating but it's so exciting and then the same is true in the work that we do with girls like we have been praying and waiting for those people in power to go to the dark places and to do the rescues that no one was you know doing and we're starting to see that happen and in fact today we are going to welcome seven girls into our care wow so it's just 
it's been it's phenomenal. We are we're just so grateful that we get to be part of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing. So what does it look like? Because I think maybe a lot of people want to know this. What does it look like to welcome a new girl into New Hope? Um, I mean, I realize you can't share it all with us, but are there some pieces that you can share with us? Because what is what exactly does that look like? Well, I talked about, I just mentioned briefly, you know, this cycle of exploitation and us really trying to make a new cycle of transformation and empowerment where the where where it's sort of like the disciples make disciples, even with our little girls. So today, um, it meant our leader sitting in a circle with all of our girls. They're our welcome team. Mm-hmm. And talking to them about, do you remember your first day? Do you remember how that felt? You know, what are the things that meant so much to you? And what are the things that you wished had happened but didn't? And um, they work together to create a welcome backpack. So they pick the special blanket and the toiletries and the clean little panties and all the things to welcome a new girl. And we're empowering them mm-hmm. to give from all that they've been given. Mm make space for them in their homes so so that is the prep work that we do with them and it is so rewarding to hear the words that have been spoken over them come out of their mouth as they welcome a new one you know like, mm-hmm. this is a safe place and you're not going to be hurt here and you know, so all those things it's so great they're the best intake team that's awesome i love that i love that they're able to just be a part of like you said just welcoming others into their home because um that i that continues a healing process in their own life in their own heart and then uh restores gratitude as well um if there's been a little bit of gratitude lost or a little bit of um and and we've talked about it before where you're like i don't are they are they really do they really see you know because when you're a leader in ministry you kind of like i'm you know i'm running myself ragged for this is anybody does anybody see it you know um and 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 so for them to be able to speak those words into their own hearts but then also express them to the to the girls that is so important what are some of what are some of the things um you know you've talked about preparing a backpack for them um, but what are some of the things that, that the girls, like when they first join, you know, when they first join in, what are some of the struggles that they're going to be hit with right away? Like, okay, it's a new environment. There's a million people here. What do I do? You know? Well, I mean, every girl responds to their first step into freedom differently. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them just don't trust it at all. And they're, they're ready to run and break out because, you know, they, they think this is just their next place of bondage. So there's that. We see that. We also see this um, honeymoon phase that others will say, I'm staying here forever, you know, and so, that, right. so we see that. And then, and, then, and then we just see some that just can't even receive any of it. They're just in this, like, cloud of, um, you know, I, I don't even know how to, it's like blinders, actually. They can't receive care. They can't give care. They, they, they're just sort of um, not ready. They're not even in themselves yet. So there's like all of this regulating and grounding work that has to happen before they can even step into a family setting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, uh, we've done a lot of studies on uh, doing a lot of research on the numbing 
sometimes that we do to try to protect ourselves, you know, from, from a new, anything new. And I can only imagine as girls coming out of trauma, numbing themselves to survive. And then you go somewhere different and you numb yourself to survive that. And so, um, you know, so this is, you know, so you can get, if you're listening, you're getting this immediate idea. This is not a quick fix and this is not an easy process. This is a really long road. Um, so, but you've got girls that have taken that long road with you. And it's so crazy that you have a university house now. So not only, not only is that a testament to victory, but it's also such a testament to the fact that 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 um, the road the road works and and if you'll hang on you know God will do a work in your life. So talk a little bit about that because that to me that is just such a great thing. Oh, it's so cool! Like you know, I really wanted to provide for them sort of the soft launch. That's what we call it. So as they're finishing up high school and stepping into university, I wanted to give them a different level of independence and all the skills that they would need to step into independent life. So their first job and a budget and managing their own schedules, like what happens if I stay up till two in the morning and have to get up, all of those kinds of things that don't happen naturally when you've got, you know, such a big family to manage. You have to kind of have structure and they need that. So this has just been so, so cool for them to learn those things and they can fail with us next to them and, and we can give them all the, um, all the guidance they need to, to stand up and do it again better the next time. But I think one of the most rewarding things is just watching them step into service and, and join hands with us as like abolitionists. Um, yesterday we started a new training on, uh, traffic, traffic, like human trafficking. And, you know, they, three of those girls were joining us with that. Like they are determined to identify that, prevent that in their neighborhoods and be, and be a part of the next rescue. Mm, that's really cool. <laughs> I love that. Um, these so are cool. all just, you know, these are all just uh, moments, you know, I, I've heard you tell so many stories from feisty four-year-olds Oh yeah, that that come in, you know, ready to take on the world, um, and you know, you're wondering who are they going to be, and 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 what, how is God going to use them, and yet then you see, you really see these girls grow up, um, and I know that has to be, I know, I mean, you have children of your own, Joy. You're a mom, but this has to be like a mom times ten or whatever, you know, because you watch these girls. So what is it like? I mean. You, as you and your husband Vidal stay directly connected in that, watching these girls just go from feisty four-year-olds to to grown women. Well, it's the most amazing thing to watch transformation before your eyes. You know, I think you have to be willing to do the work without getting to see that. Like, not everybody gets to, but I feel so fortunate to be able to see the fruit of our labor. And, um, I think it happens in every aspect. You know, I think every woman in our workshop would say there's a before and an after. And I, but to watch a child come in so wounded and raging and then just completely transform is phenomenal. It's, it's phenomenal. It's so rewarding. And then to watch them help someone else 
you think, okay, I could die now. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like okay, you know. <laughs> Let's talk about it. And I, I think being part of the process of the healing and the growth, you know, that's happening at at New Hope. You 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 went from it was just you and a couple of volunteers, baby, to now you have a, a quite quite an extensive staff. Um, and and how are they as far as um, just watching and getting excited? And 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 how are you keeping them engaged? You know, because sometimes it's like okay, everybody just do their jobs, but then other times you're just like okay, I need everybody to you know to band together. And what does that dynamic look like with your staff? Because I know it's, every time I go there, there seems to be so many more, you know, women and helpers and TS and little aunties and stuff like that. I think this is awesome because there, it's a growing ministry um, mm. from, from where we, from where you started and from where I'm, you know, the people I met. Yeah. Well, you know, it, you know, we talk about transformation. It's awesome to see the change, but it's very messy work. Mm. It's super heavy. Um, and you know, as you're walking in it with them, you know, you, you carry their stories and it's, so my, my, one of my first charges really is to keep everyone healthy Mm -hmm. myself first. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, so I think that that's a really important part of keeping it, keeping it all moving forward in a way that truly is healing. So uh, encouraging every one of them to step into their own healing process and to, uh, you know, acknowledge their own triggers and work through their own pain so that then they can um, help someone else do that. And so that's happening, you know, that's happening with the little girls, but beginning with our staff. Mm-hmm. So when you, when, as we learn to regulate, then we can help someone else regulate. Mm-hmm. So all of that, it's, it's, um, it's very intentional. So we do um, training for all, and then it's like a weekly shot in the arm, and we're talking about it constantly and always trying to develop and grow together, as well as to um, grab onto tools to keep us well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think one of the exciting things is, and, and there's maybe some people that don't understand how this whole thing works together, but this is what you guys taught me. So when, you know, when Dare for More was just coming there for the first time and we had no intentions of ever doing anything global, we were just looking at coming to the Dominican Republic to speak and got to meet you guys. And then God has taken us on this journey beside, beside you. Um, you know, these two women really are going to, I believe if Dare for More does anything globally, the two of you will receive crowns in heaven for what we do because um, you guys are so vital in teaching me what to do and, and teaching me a whole lot about how to put pieces together. But one of the things I learned so quickly from the both of you was the importance of sustainability. And a lot of times we use that word, but I think sometimes people don't know what that word means. It's like, okay, what do they mean when they say sustainability? But I mean, somebody's got to take care of all these girls. Somebody's got to put food in their mouth. They got to get clothing. They got to have all of these things. They've got to get school. Um, there has to be a way to pay for people to work and and uh, for counselors. And I mean, just the massive uh, you know needs that are there have to be taken care of. So how do you do that? Well, obviously donations is a way that works. That's one arm of of financial support is that people can donate to your ministry. But there's also this other really cool thing that I didn't see before I met the two of you. And that was just this idea that you can give women um, 
who may be in, in a um, an at-risk situation or they may be in a vulnerable situation and you can give them a job that that is that is giving them a dignified wage and then that job not only pays that woman but it also turns around and helps sustain the safe house and other work that you do so in joy in your case you guys are making um bags and so talk a little bit not only about the bags but also maybe share a little bit about how people could get a bag if they wanted one yeah well you know, it really was something that wasn't as strategic as it initially, as it turned out to be. So, you know, God had it a plan, but I don't know if I was that savvy in the beginning. I was just trying to make up a job to help these women take care of their kids so that we didn't have to rescue them from exploitation. Mm -hmm. And so in my attempt to do that, you know, we started with sewing, they started uh, making little flip flops. And then someone said, you know, give them a skill that can take beyond juice. So we taught them to sew on a machine. And, um, and it's, it was really cool because it provided community for them. It provided us a daily access point to speak into their lives and to walk with them. And, um, and in addition for them to be able to provide for their families, they got to be a part of something. And using our lives for something. And so they know better than anybody what is happening all over this country. Many of them have even been victim of it. So, so the fact that they can use their life to provide for their kids and be a part of the rescue of another is huge. And then it invites all these women into the story. So they make these beautiful bags that we ship to the States and you can purchase on our website, New Hope Girls. And, um, and then the proceeds go back in to help um, fund the work of rescuing and providing refuge for girls. So it's just, it's a really cool story. And, and then, you know, all these women in the States that hear about hard things and you think, what can I do? Like, I'm not going to move to the DR or Cambodia or wherever it is happening. And, and this is like just such an easy way for them to say, well, I'm going to buy a bag and I'm going to tell the story and I'm going to make sure people know that, that there are ways to um, get involved in this really important work. <laughs> That's, it's exciting when that, you know, when the women, because it happens, at the, it happens at, the, at the Mercy Workshop as well, to where you've got one woman teaching another woman this new, you know, kind of a new design or a new, um, a new necklace or, or earrings or whatever. But then um, they understand that the sale of that not only helps them, like you said, but then it also helps because when we bring in another woman in or when we have, you know, an outreach luncheon, then they understand that they're part of you know, and we, we don't diminish, Hey, you're rescuing your own family. You're part of your family's rescue because in our case, you know, the women are, they're women, they have children and we're trying to break that generational cycle. Um, you know, and so they're like, yes, I'm rescuing my family, but I'm also a part of a part of somebody else's rescue, which is a huge, I think it's a huge empowerment tool, uh, for them as well as just the teaching um, aspect of it. And I think it's, it's beautiful. And the bags, and here's the thing of what I love about New Hope, the bags are worth it. It's not, oh, mm. feel, read our story, feel sorry for us and, and buy right. this little bag. No, it's these, they're, <laughs> no, it's not a pity purchase. The bags are stylish. 
they go everywhere. They're practical and they do, and, and they do tell a story and you're proud to turn around and say, Oh my gosh, let me tell you the story about these bags. And I think, I think so many people miss that point because they're like, Oh, buy this tiny little, you know, tacky, sad little thing. And that's not new hope <laughs> and that's not new hope bags at all. No. Well, and you know, Thank I you. remember, I no, you know, Joy, I remember the first time that Dare for More was like, okay, how can we help? And we decided to like buy a bunch of your bags and we bought a bunch of Allison's jewelry and we brought it back to the States and I went to this meeting. And honestly, I have to tell you, I think I've told you all this before, but I was literally, our ministry was not financially like strong. And so, I mean, I'm thinking, Lord, if you don't sell these bags, I'm in so much trouble. And if you don't sell this story, I'm in so much trouble. Um, but I so believed in it. And I so believe that if women could understand that you, you're going to buy a bag somewhere anyway, you're going to buy a piece of jewelry from somebody anyway. If you could buy a bag that could help change a life, how much better would that be? And so I'll never forget, I go to this meeting and, you know, I set up three massive tables just packed full of bags and jewelry and all kinds of stuff. And I get up there and I'm like, I got back from the DR. Let me tell you what happened. This is what God showed me. You know, you can buy a bag and change somebody's life. You can buy a necklace and change somebody's life. Amen. And I turned around <laughs> and there's not, and no one is, is like, nobody cares anymore. They're all headed to the back. And when I looked out, I couldn't even get to the table. My people are back there at the table flagging me down going, help, help, help. And really within about 30 minutes, we sold out of everything on that table. And women were like, can you get more? Amazing. And the minute that mm -hmm. happened, I was like, okay, this works. Because, you know, women did. They wanted to do something. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, so we encourage you to run out to New Hope Girls, check out the website, and check out the bags. Um, and what's cool is there's a variety of bags. So we're not talking about just one style, one look. Um, I mean, you guys, Joy, you got, talk about that. You got, you got beach bags. Something got, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We have, you know, the card pouch that every university student wears or carries. Yeah. So that's like our smallest little item all the way up to um, the go everywhere tote that is completely indestructible. You put 70 pounds in it and everything in between. Yeah. So so there really is something for everybody and, you know, buy them for yourselves, buy them for gifts. And they are they're Like I said, it's just a great way to say this. This stands for something. Mm -hmm. This isn't just, you know, a pencil pouch. This is this is doing something important. I think that's yeah. so cool. It's a great platform. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people are being more mindful about where they're shopping and mm -hmm. who they're supporting. And mm -hmm. um, and your money's going to go somewhere. Um, you know, especially like Reva said, you're going to buy a bag, you're going to buy jewelry. And um, I had a I had a, a fun, a, a friend of mine was like, but do you really, are you, you know, is anybody going to be buying jewelry in five years? Do you really think people are going to be still be buying jewelry? And I'm like, Yes, as long as women continue to wear clothing, I think they're all going to need jewelry and bags. So we're fine. We just need to, we just need to keep up with the trends a little bit and and um and stay on top of things, which I think Joy does beautifully because she's just very stylish and she's you know she knows what the where you know kind of where the trends are going. But yeah. I think one of the things about a new hope bag is is because people are they're starting to really look at tags and say where am i putting my money and why am i putting my money in this brand or in this um mm -hmm. in this and uh, something that i don't believe in or if it, am i going to believe in you know empowering women and girls and rescuing rescuing women uh, you know with this awesome backpack that i keep meaning to go up to la vega to buy 
And I'm probably just going to have to get it on the website because I really need one of those backpacks. But um, I'll send be, you one down. I'm going to be there Saturday and I will buy one. <laughs> I will send you one down. I have tried on Saturdays to send somebody up there and the workshop is always closed. And so they're like, sorry, Allie, the workshop was closed before. I'm like, man, I just need to order it online. That's all I need to do. But um, but Joy, one of the things I want to, I know we're, I know we're wrapping up, but one of the things I wanted to ask you was, you know, you've got your, you've got two kids in college and then you also have this university house and how are, how are, you know, how are your, your two oldest kids with, okay, you know, you're, you're teaching and how do you make that, you know, switch? Cause they're, they're learning kind of the same things at the same times, as far as waking mm-hmm. up early, studying, you know, budgeting and all of that. And is it just, is it seamless or do you kind of forget who you're talking to? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my kids are in another country. Yeah. So there's, there's a way, there's sort of this, like, you have to let it go a lot of it, you know, and, and let them fly. Um, so I definitely am more hands-on with the girls here and I find myself, um, using them as reminders to like, let them fly you know, let them rise and fall a bit on their own. So, um, I think that they, they provide these great reminders of, Hey, you've done the work, you know, like they Mm -hmm. have everything they need and thank God they're doing really well. So that also, you know, inspire, inspires Mm -hmm. me to, um, to just watch these girls also step into new adventures and all that they were created to be just Mm -hmm. full of hope cheering them on instead of micromanaging exactly yeah that's a cool story but before we before we leave tell us this maybe give us one thing we could pray for Mm -hmm. uh because i think that you know there are people listening that are that that pray and that would that would definitely uh maybe take a second to pray for the thing that you've asked us to pray for and then and then if you can maybe think of one story to share or or one thing that we can just uh, a, a takeaway uh, as we leave here, uh, that would be great as we kind of close the podcast out. Sure. Um, the other day I was meeting with a donor and he's like, if you could have one thing, what would it be? And I know he was asking for some sort of like capital purchase item, but I instantly was kind of overwhelmed with emotion because the one thing is can't, you can't just write a check for, you know, like we are praying for freedom. We are praying for healing. We are praying for transformation. This is holy redemptive work and the, and it is God who moves it. So Mm -hmm. prayer is really, really significant. It's, you know, it doesn't, it's not like the thing anyone can do. It's like the thing. It's the thing. So, so I would say, I would say that I, I would say that. Um, we are in a transition of government and we're still trying to figure out who are the good guys and who are the bad guys and who are our allies and who can we join arms with to really continue to move forward into rescue. And so that would be a specific prayer. Um, and, you know, we know that we're being called into more. Our, our tagline is that we're created for more, but it's more than a tagline. It is like our DNA. We talk about it all the time and who we are and stepping into that. And the other day, um, I was getting like ruffled with the details of a new bag design and Wanda, who's in charge of the workshop, she's just amazing. She's like, preach, preach a girl. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, I was thinking about this and I think you're like gotten distracted. 
And I think it's so easy for all of us to get distracted. She says, it's like you're preparing a the perfect recipe and you've gotten all the pieces ready and you've got all the ingredients and you've set them up and you're trying to create them and you forgot the fire. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, like that's like being a knife in the heart, but so good. And I would just, I would just, you know, challenge all of us to consider, are we getting stuck in all the details and the stuff and forgetting the fire? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it just, it's good to, it's good to stay, um, to stay short up against mm. the, the one. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Great reminders because, you know, these are things, this is a real battle against, um, real enemies and we just and those are things that the bible teaches us that we we don't combat those things in our own strength but we do it through the power of god and Mm. we watch victories be won in that power enemies be defeated in that power and so um and honestly i don't think any of us would want to do our jobs if we didn't have him to lead with because it would be impossible uh task to do um, as, but what a valuable ally as well to have somebody that we work alongside every day yeah. turn around. And even though we are whatever executive director, CEO, whatever our title is, somebody, there's somebody on our staff who says, hey, you're missing something, you know? And I think that's, and I, sometimes we don't want to be, I don't want to personally, I don't want to be reminded of what I'm missing. <laughs> what I'm saying, I need somebody to be like, here's a t-shirt that says, good job, Allie. But it's such a, val- a valuable ally for somebody to turn around and say, we're working for the same thing and you're getting distracted. That's amazing. What a blessing. Yeah. Cool. So, well, Joy, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us again. We want to keep this uh, issue as this is important to us, and we want to keep it in front of women uh, because we believe for everyone listening out there today that has a daughter, okay, Mm. or a mother or a sister, then this issue affects you. And so we would encourage you to pray um, and pray for new hope. And uh, ask the Lord to guide, give wisdom, direction. Pray for those that are being rescued and pray for those that are launching uh, from the platform and that God would use them in the days ahead uh, to just do great things uh, because they are the next, they are the next rescuers. So we're excited mm-hmm. to see what God does with them. Uh, but, uh, and hey, get out there. Uh, so Joy, right as we're closing, um, okay, connections with you. I know you guys are on Instagram. Yeah, newhope.girls. Okay, so you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, I think. Um, yep. And so you can connect with them and, of course, at their website. Uh, so go out, buy a bag, get connected with New Hope, find out more about who they are and what they do. Um, and exciting things ahead. We just know God is going to continue to do great things. So, Joy, thanks so much for being with us on the podcast Thank today. You. And I know that we'll bring you back again sometime soon. Thank you. I love you, my friends. I love you too, Joy. Love you too. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us today on Rooted Deep. We hope this has been something that reminds you of things that are important in life, how you can get involved to make a difference in other people's lives. Until next time, we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.